Legendary Mindset with Jake P. So we're sitting here, uh, me and Barrett Carlisle, outside of the Ozark Empire Fair. We just got done showing sheep and goats all day. And uh, Barrett's been announced to judge the goats at the State Fair of Texas this year. And uh, we're just going to kind of get an inside look and um, kind of just, you know, pick his brain on, on how that's going to go that day and, and what kind of stock he's going to use. So Barrett, for the folks at home, um, when trying to pick out which goat to haul to you, if you could just kind of simply describe your kind and, and kind of what kind you're after. Yeah, so uh, I, yeah, I think a lot of times when you get that question or ask people questions like that, ultimately people describe you in some way or form the same one, mm -hmm. you know, heavy muscle, sound, good looking, show stock. And, and I do think they gotta have enough muscle, but uh, to me, I think their presence right inside the ring uh, really matters. And so I look for those kind of high-headed, alert uh, livestock whose neck sit on top of their shoulder right and can reach with some length of step up front uh, and ones that can really, you know, plant and, and go off of their rear leg. Uh, to me, I think that's a big key of balance in terms of length of hip, uh, design of their hind leg from the side, and then their mobility when you set them loose. And so. I, that's kind of what I first look at when they first come in the ring. Uh, and then when you handle them, I, I'm not one that's going to, you know, walk around the front of them and, and just place a class based on their chest width and, and, and forearm shape. But I think they got to have enough. Uh, the main thing I'm looking for is when I go to touch them, you know, I want their rack shape to be shaped right and to be crisp uh, and have some freshness and some leanness to them. Uh, so I think first impression, it's the way they're built in terms of their head carriage and neck attachment and top line and the way they plant and go off their hind leg. And then I want them to touch good. So. Touch good? Yeah. So when you get your drive lined up or even in those, those top classes where it just gets really tough and you know, you've know you got similar kinds out there, what makes them unique to you or what makes a freak in, I, in that sense? Yeah, I, I think uh, I'm, I'm a big believer that good livestock know they're good. Um, and, and when it gets tough, uh, you, you see a lot of guys go and start handling them a lot and uh, you know I, I, I think you can't handle them a bunch and kind of break down some differences but once they're fresh and square backed and square loined you know I, I guess you'd have a hard time convincing me that being that much better there uh, is the difference in an elite one. Uh, when it gets tough I like to walk them around quite a bit uh, watch them things go from the side and then get behind them and watch for base width at the ground squareness of their hock and how they plant and go off of their rear legs so uh, to me, those elite ones maybe even look better on the loose than they do when they're braced and propped up. Gotcha. So would you say, um, you know, you're, you've raised sheep and shown sheep your whole life. Would you say that kind of has a, an influence on the kind of goat you like, even though they're different species? Yeah, I, uh, <clears throat> I you know, obviously am around uh, sheep every day. Uh, I, you know, I keep track of the goat deal just in terms of types and kinds and you know what those elite breeders are you know pushing the envelope on to make them elite but in terms of you know I like sheep the same way you know high-headed and alert uh, and really good off their rear leg um, you know I think just because they're goats doesn't mean they have to be broken behind their shoulder uh, or really steep out of their hip I, I know there's you know a little bit of gradual turn there to their to their hip and rump compared to most sheep but and that's certainly acceptable but I don't, I don't think we have to accept these things as really open bladed and broken behind their spot you know behind their shoulder uh, and really steep out of their hip so I'd say the the sheep part of it influences that a little bit I got gotcha. you 
So what's maybe um, maybe it's from your experience raising or, or judging or just you know seeing a lot of stock, but is there anything that just turns you away? Like you see a quality and it's and probably like your worst favorite quality and you're just kind of out on it. Maybe. Yeah, you know, I, it seems like in the goat deal since you know like since we have some hair to play with in some cases. It seems like we like to overdo that a little bit. You know, it seems like we like to go ask our cattle buddies to come over and help us and maybe get a little extra with it. But, uh, you know, I know, you know, in terms of slick goats where there's rules where you can't, you know, use adhesive and legs, you don't run into that as much. But just livestock that are overly fit and overly prep, um, yeah, it just immediately tells me there's something here that they want to hide. Uh, and that's, and then I go looking for it. For uh, sure. So. So you had a very successful, you know, maybe high school judging career and, and junior college and senior college, you, you did very well. What's something you probably took away from that that maybe, you know, positively affected your life and even, you know, how you step into the ring and the attitude you have? So I, uh, I, I learned when I was judging that if I was on and, and uh, just based my decisions based off of my first impression um, and, and got it done quick, uh, I seem to have a lot more success than uh, mulling a class over for the whole 15 minutes. Sure. Uh, and so I try to take that in the ring. I, I don't set out to go through them really fast, uh, but once I have a decision made, I want to act on that so I can kind of move on to the next deal. And so uh, I'd say just basing stuff on first impressions. There's, there's goats or sheep that when you're judging kind of start growing on you. And maybe when you get it down to that top two or three, you maybe start trying to convince yourself. But uh, if you didn't notice them right away, there's there's probably a reason why. So I try to act on my gut uh, first impressions. Definitely. So you've judged quite a few, you know, state fairs and, and national show, you know, goat and some sheep shows. Yep. If there's a unique one over that over that period of time that you just can't forget, and maybe it might be your favorite one goat wise, what would what would that one be? You know, I uh, I, I don't necessarily remember certain individuals over the other from Kansas City this last year. Uh, but I thought that lineup of goats that uh, Slayton had out there at the end of the day was was maybe as deep of a lineup as I've seen. I mean, just some really good individuals with some variation, but just some pieces that really grabbed your attention. And so I, in terms of a big picture snapshot drive, I remember, you know, I know that was, you know, just last year or whatever, but uh, I, I'll remember that one for a while. Uh, when I judged Louisville, I, I remember at that point they didn't break those into divisions uh, and they had like 20 some odd classes. And uh, I remember the guy telling me in the ring that, you know, this is your second to last class. And I got to thinking, I'm like, you know, I, I've seen a lot of nice ones, but I don't know if there's been one that's really hit me. And we're to a point where these goats are pretty big and, and crusty. So, you know, I wasn't re really expecting there to be one that, that came in. And then there was a there's one that came in who was all those things I described in terms of build and balance and skeleton, uh, and was by far and away the freshest, best touching big goat uh, that I've seen. And so I'll remember that one. He was really good, but I thought he was really unique just in terms of of still being very youthful uh, for one that weighed that heavy. For sure, for sure. So there's been a lot of confusion regarding you know how Dallas is going to go and, and there's a lot of people kind of panicking out there is there any positive light or, or maybe some information you could shed on uh, our listeners and just kind of fill them in on what's going down yeah I uh, you know obviously I, I saw the you know the negativity being floated around on social media which is an everyday thing but seemed like we were quick to jump uh, when they announced the cancellation of the show to 
you know, the, the sky was falling. But, uh, you know, I, I know and I applaud the State Fair of Texas and their management, uh, both for the fair overall and for the livestock division for immediately setting forth and, and trying to get a plan together so that the youth could show their livestock. And so, you know, I, I have been in touch with them and, you know, the goat show got moved up a day, but uh, they had the utmost confidence that it was going to happen. And so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, you know, I think the positivity is, you know, sometimes we go to these shows that's open to the public from a fair standpoint. You know, we complain about the people that come through. We complain that the parking's bad. We complain that it's expensive to get in or whatever. You know, I think a lot of that's going to be removed this year. Uh, and I think there's, you know, some things that will maybe be a little bit easier from an exhibitor standpoint uh, that uh, will allow that fair to be a good experience. Now, I don't think that's a sustainable model because those fairs are designed to get the public that's not familiar with the livestock and agriculture exposed to that, and we need that. Mm -hmm. But I think in the short term, uh, it'll be nice to go to a show and, and you know, be, be a little bit easier from an exhibitor standpoint. Definitely, definitely. So we, uh, Dallas is right there at the end of, of September. Barrett's going to go through and, and sort all those goats and pick his champions, and hopefully, you know, we'll get to talk to you again and kind of go Perfect. through yep. how all that went. Yep. Uh, but thank you, sir. Yep, I appreciate it, Jake.